0: Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu salamu ala rasulihil kareem Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Approximately 100 years after the hijrah Of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wa In the area of Samarkand which is current, uh, currently as um, Uzbekistan in that area a child was born and he grew up to become a notorious criminal he was someone that was a notorious criminal and he was someone that was engaged in the crime of robbery highway robbery and people feared him greatly If it was the case that it was night time and they knew that he was around that area, they'd become extremely frightened. They wouldn't know whether to proceed or not on their journey because of how much of a notorious criminal and robber he was. Up until the age of 40, when one night he is, there was a girl that he was in love with and he wanted to go and see this girl. So he's climbing up her wall and when he's climbing up her wall, suddenly he hears someone reciting the Quran, reciting the ayah. Has the time not come for those who believe that their hearts should become humbled by the remembrance of Allah and what He has reve- revealed of the truth? When this highway robber, this notorious highway robber that everybody feared, while he is going to meet his, his beloved, going over her, her wall to meet her, when he heard this ayah being recited, he said, Bala, Bala, Bala Ya Rabbi. Nay, indeed, my Lord. Qad'an, the time has come. The time has come. The ayah reads, has the time not come for those who believe that their hearts should become humbled by the dhikr of Allah and what he has revealed of the truth this highway robber he says no indeed my lord the time has now come so now he goes off to a um, a derelict area and he finds some travellers there these travellers they're engaged in a conversation what are they saying they're asking each other and they're discussing shall we travel or not Shall we go and travel or not? Because so-and-so, i.e. this highway robber, but they don't actually know that the highway robber is this man here, that so-and-so, he's out and about. So-and-so, this is his area. They're scared of going out because this highway robber, he is well known to assail upon people and take their wealth. So this man, this highway robber, he says... He says that at night I proceed And I spend the night in disobeying my Lord I spend the night sinning against my Lord And people, the Muslims, they are fearful of me at night At night I'm disobeying my Lord And the Muslims, they are frightened of me He says to himself Allah has only brought me here He's only brought me to them He's only brought me to these people and to Overhear the conversation so that I can, in order to refrain me, in order to discipline me, so that I can change. He's brought me here to listen to this conversation so that I can change. He says, Ya Rabbi, inni tubtu ilayka. Allahumma inni tubtu ilayka. Oh Allah, I have repented to you now. I have repented to you now. The people that are fearful of him, he tells them, Don't be fearful. Go. Go where you wanted to go because from now on I'm not going to disobey my lord anymore. Rather what I'm going to do is I I'm going to devote myself to my lord and I'm going to go to Mecca. And I'm going to devote myself to my devote devote myself to my lord in Mecca. Worship my lord there up until I die. So this is what this man did. He went off to Mecca. And in Makkah He began to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there Devote himself in worship to Allah wa az In Makkah But Makkah being Makkah It's a place of knowledge It's a place where the ulama come The scholars come Scholars of hadith Scholars of fiqh Scholars of tafsir So this man he began to take knowledge From the scholars That were there Knowledge from this scholar Knowledge from that scholar, knowledge of hadith, knowledge of fiqh, knowledge of tafsir, and so on and so forth. Up until this man, he became a scholar himself. This man became not just a scholar, but an imam of the deen. He is the great, noble, and virtuous imam, Fudail ibn Iyad, Rahimahullah ta'ala. We've all heard. Or, or at least the vast majority have heard of Imam al-Shafi'i. Yes? Imam al-Shafi'i, one of the four famous Imams. This Fudail ibn Iyad is the teacher of Imam al-Shafi'i. This ex-highway robber who began Talab al-Ilm and Ibadah at the age of 40, he is the teacher of Imam al-Shafi'i. Ta'ala. This Fudail ibn Iyad, it's not only the case that he became a knowledgeable imam but likewise he was somebody that became well known for righteousness well known for taqwa for piety well known for zuhud abstinence from the worldly matters well known for wara' abstaining from matters that might that they are halal but he abstains from the halal certain halal matters out of fear that it may let le- lead him and tempt him into haram. One of the students of this great man, one of the students of Fudayl ibn Iyad, رضي الله تعالى by the name of Ibrahim ibn al-Ash'af, he said, ما رأيت أحدا كان الله في صدره أعظم من His student, he says, I have never met anyone in whose heart Allah is greater than in the heart of Al Fudayl. Kana ida thakar Allah, O Zukira Indahu, O Samia Al Quran, Vahara al Khouf, Wal Husan, Wafadat Ainahu, Wabaka, Hatayar Hamu, Man Yahduru. Whenever it was the case that Fudayl Ibn Iyab would make dhikr of Allah, ...would remember Allah, would mention Allah... ...or when Allah would be mentioned to him... ...or when the Qur'an would be recited... ...and he would hear the recitation of the Qur'an... ...then what would happen? Fear and grief would overtake him... ...and his eyes would begin to shed tears... ...and he would cry to such an extent... ...that the people that were in his attendance would end up feeling pity upon him wa kana da'im al huzn shadid al fikra fadail ibn iyad ibn he would constantly be in a state of huzn of grief and he would be in extensive state of tafakkur of pondering of reflecting of thinking ma رَأَيْتُ rajulan ma رَأَيْتُ rajulan يُرِيدُ اللَّهَ بِعِلْمِهِ وَعَمَلِهِ وَأَخْذِهِ وَعِطَائِهِ وَمَنْعِهِ وَبَذْلِهِ وَبِغَضَبِهِ وَحُبِّهِ وَخِصَالِهِ كُلِّهَا غَيْرَهُ His student, he said, I've never ever seen a man that wanted Allah, that desired Allah via his knowledge, via the knowledge that he gained, via his actions, via his giving, via his taking via his love, via his hate, via all of the features that he had, more than Al-Fudayl ibn Iyab. Whenever it was the case that there was a janazah, a funeral, Whenever it was the case that we would go to a funeral with him, he would be constant and he would not stop and he wouldn't cease making dhikr of Allah, remembering Allah and admonishing and reminding and crying as though he is bidding his his companions farewell. As though he's saying goodbye to us. We're going to a janazah and he's continuously giving a maw'idah. He's continuously giving an admonishment. Continuously reminding. Continuously crying. As though he's bidding us farewell. As though he's departing off into the afterlife. Up until we reach the grave. He's like this. Up until we reach the graveyard. And then he sits in his place. Amongst the dead people there, in a state of cre- in a state of grief and sadness, in a state of crying and weeping, <laughs> he would be like this in this state of crying and grief, sitting in the graveyard amongst the dead people, and he'd be in that state up until he stands up. He returns to us, he comes to us, and when he returns to us, it's as though he has just returned from the afterlife. It's as though he's coming back from the afterlife telling us about it. I.e., he was so engrossed in his remembrance and his reflection of the afterlife. This is Fudayl ibn Iyad radiallahu ta'ala anhu from a highway robber. And all, obviously all of those other activities would, That would be associated With a highway robber From a highway robber A bandit To an alim An imam That is remembered today Remembered today in the gharb Remembered today in the west In the lands of disbelief حتى. The life of Fidel ibn Iyad If we were to go over it And obviously that wouldn't be something That's covered in one sitting we'll be able to derive lots of benefits and lots of lessons. But we'll mention two. Number one, that it's never too late. If you look at his life, he started, as we say, uh, practicing. He started, he became mustaqim, he became upright (laughs) at the age of 40. And he began talab al-ilm, seeking knowledge at the age of 40. So that indicates that it's never ever too late. A person says, Oh, I'm too old now to become a righteous individual. But the devil, he comes to you and he says, You're a sinner. Look at your history, the baggage that you've got behind you. Other people, their sins that they committed before they started practicing, they were less. But you, you've, you've got a big baggage on your head. You've got no chance at all. A highway robber, Someone that the whole society were fearful of. They dreaded him. He had no mercy upon the people. Men, women, children had no mercy. He became an imam of the deen, the teacher of Imam al-Shafi'i. At the age of 40, he became Mustaqim. If he's got a chance, you've got a chance. But the devil he will come to you and he'll say you've got no chance. But your Lord has told you. Your Lord has told you. Ya عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ asrafu عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ O my slaves that have transgressed against themselves. Regardless of the transgression that you've made against yourselves. La taqnatu من مِنْ اللَّهِ Don't dis- become despondent. Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ Indeed Allah he forgives all sins. So this man, after being a highway robber, he became a righteous man that is remembered today. If he's got a chance... You've got a chance. And you've got a chance for Talib al-ilm as well. You've got a chance to seeking knowledge. You've got a chance in becoming an imam of the deen. If he had the chance, and if he became an imam of the deen, after having been a bandit and a criminal for 40 years, 40 years, at the age of 40 he he became a student of knowledge. And he became not just a student of knowledge, an alim, a scholar, an imam of the deen. If he did it, you can do it. The door isn't shut for you. The door is open for you. I remember in Yemen, in Yemen there used to be an uncle at the age of a, at least 70. At least 70. And now he joins us in the circles of Talab al-ilm. He's not shy. He's not shy in memorizing the Ahadith. We had to get up and dictate the Ahadith that we've memorized in front of hundreds, sometimes a thousand, sometimes more people. Young people no problem standing up by yourself. Young person no problem. An old man 70 years old standing in front of a thousand people by himself. He had no shyness in doing so. He began that palable ilm even at a later age you will get up and say qala al-imam bukhari haddathana fulan haddathana fulan You would get up and say Imam Bukhari he said so and so narrated that so and so narrated that so and so narrated up until he Reads the hadith of the Messenger of Allah. He'd memorize the Sanad. And he would memorize the Matan. He'd memorize the chain of narration. And he would memorize the actual text. A man that is 70 years old. When he, would, when he would get up his back would be crooked. That is how old he was. His beard had henna in there. Old man. But he was still beginning his Talab He still had no shyness in beginning his Talab ilm Even at that old age. So the point is. is that Imam Fudeli ibn Iyad, He became a great Imam. And he started Talab ilm like many other ulama as well, at the age of 40. If he did it, you did it as well. Because that is the pinnacle that you can achieve in your deen. The pinnacle is what? Having khashyah of Allah or all of Allah. How do you obtain that khashyah? Through ilm. So ilm, that is the summit of the deen. And those that have the greatest ilm, as long as they act upon it, they are the ones that are closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't deprive yourself of that. Don't deprive yourself of that opportunity. Becoming an imam of the deen. Don't close that door upon you when it's already open for you. That's the first matter. The second and final matter <coughs> is that the illnesses that I have in my heart and that you have in your heart, the sicknesses, the disease that is inside of my heart and your heart, the Quran is a cure for it. The Quran is a remedy for it. One ayah, Al-Fudail ibn Iyad, had to hear in order for his whole life to be changed now one ayah has the time not come for those who believe has the time not come for those who believe that their hearts become humbled from the remembrance of Allah one ayah he heard that changed his whole life that changed history so if one ayah, one ayah is what was needed to change his life the sicknesses that we have in our heart, it is the Qur'an that will remedy it. Allah Jalla said in his book, Ya O mankind, Rabbikum wa O mankind, there has come to you a maw'itha, an admonishment from your Lord, and a cure for what is inside of your chests. The diseases that are in our chests, regardless of how great those diseases are, the cure is the Quran. However, you have to approach the Quran wanting to be cured. Medicine, if it's there, it's not gonna go in your mouth automatically now, is it? You have to pick it up, you have to drink it. So you have to admit that you have a disease in your heart. And then you have to take the Quran and apply the cure of the Quran to your heart.